Welcome to Why We Podcast with your host, Vikram Rajan, where attorneys, accountants, coaches, and clients share how their show helps their clients, their audience, their guests, and their own practices. You can watch episodes on YouTube and listen through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. For the live stream and prior episodes, go to videosocials.net slash whywepodcast. Have you ever thought about hosting your own podcast? Already host one? Do you like to be featured on other people's podcasts? Come to our next show host networking event and introduce yourself to dozens of podcast hosts who interview subject matter experts like you. You can RSVP for free at videosocials.net slash show hosts. Now here's the host of Why We Podcast, Vikram Rajan. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Why We Podcast. Again, my name is Vikram Rajan. I am the host. I'm also the co-founder of Video Socials. We are a business community of attorneys and accountants and consultants and very often they also have their own podcast in addition to being members of our video blogging community. So that inspired the creation of this show for me to learn from other podcast hosts of not only why they started their podcast, but how they're growing their show. And that helps all of us uh, in terms of growing our own individual practices, our businesses, and of course our podcasts and other types of shows. Today we have two uh, uh, other podcast hosts, Jill Lublin and Christoph Nauer. Looking forward uh, for them to get to know each other, for us to get to know them, for us to learn from them. And as a podcast host, I find that I am very much learning from my guests as much as you are watching and listening. I'm going to start with Christoph and then Jill, uh, you'll, you'll kind of answer the same type of question. Christoph, even before we get into the podcast aspect of why you started the podcast, can you share with us a little bit more about what you do for a living and how you work with clients? Yes. What I do is, in a nutshell, very brief to the point, I help business owners spend less time in the business and more time on the beach or golf course, whichever one they prefer, while maintaining or actually even growing the revenue. That sounds fantastic. So is it? Uh, does your work tend to be more operational and process and systems development, or is it more sales and marketing, or does it depend? How does that work? It's more systems and structures. You know, basically, it all evolves around the use of our time. You sure. Know? And so that's what I work with my clients on is prioritizing, scheduling, time blocking, all those things that uh, you know most of us never learn. Yeah, right. <laughs> or even if we do know of and we know better, uh, sometimes we need someone like you to kind of not only hold us accountable, but keep the systems uh, in check for us to follow and systems turn into personal habits, I'm sure. So very often we need outsiders to help us do even the things that we know we should be doing or intellectually know it should be done. Uh, but we need someone like you to help us implement that. So that's great. Uh, is there? Do you see a pattern or a type of client uh, that you tend to work with in terms of their sector or the type of business? Yes, usually they provide some kind of a service. You know, uh, mostly they're uh, accountants, uh, right. attorneys, financial planners, insurance agents. You know, consultants. All right, my kind of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, 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 that's uh, that's our world. So great. So professional service firms very often. So is it? Do you stay away from logistical heavy companies like manufacturing, literally distributor, distributors, and, and those kinds of things? Do you tend to work more with kind of knowledge workers, as we used to call them. 
Yes, I think that's. I have never heard the term knowledge worker, but yes, I, I like. That's that. an old term. <laughs> um, that's a Peter Drucker term, knowledge worker. If you remember Peter Drucker of uh, management yeah. consulting fame, the late great Peter Drucker. Yeah, no, I think that's a great way to put it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Is it Peter Drucker that I'm thinking of? Uh, knowledge worker. Someone, someone will correct me who who watches and listens. Uh, um, and so, anyhow, great. Yeah. So that that works wonderfully. Uh, and we'll get to soon, Chris, of, of the segue and why and how the podcast started. But I want to give Jill a turn. Uh, can you share with us, even before you started your podcast and even outside of your podcast, how do you work with your clients? Why and what are some of the insights for them? So I typically work with my clients as a publicity consultant and driving visibility, using publicity as a primary marketing strategy. I've written four books, one of which is Guerrilla Publicity. So I'm really uh, committed to helping small business owners get their word out, you know, and I think, uh, frankly, people often underuse publicity. So I give them simple, easy ways to get and gain visibility. So in addition to being an author, and I'm sure we'll, we'll learn a little bit later of how we can learn about those books, uh, do you also work one-on-one -on -one with clients or is it only through, your, sort of, through the books or you know, how is it that you work? Um, I tend to, I do a couple things. I do a publicity crash course, I call it. Right, and great. I also do an uh, up-level boot camp where people actually get to pitch the media. So it's highly interactive and a lot of fun, actually. Um, so I do two major programs. Mostly what I love to do is is really empower the small business owner to get it done as opposed to, you know, expensive PR agencies. I know because I used to have one and uh, and now I want to pass it along and, and really have, have entrepreneurs get publicity done. So I do it typically in that format with some exceptions where I work privately with people. That is cool. Um, and so it's not only privately, but they can also come to your boot camps. It sounds like re literally they're meeting media uh, media professionals there. So it's a real, it's not just uh, talking in theory, but they're getting it done with you, through you. Uh, so that's really neat. It's a really neat program. Um, what I call roll up the sleeves, kind of get it done. And yes, right there. I'm, I'm a practical, tactical kind of, kind of woman. And, and I think it's important to get things done. So then uh, we'll, we'll segue into your show uh, first, and then we'll go to Christoph. So, uh, Jill, uh, tell us the name of the show uh, uh, and if, uh, if there's any coincidence in the name of the show, and, and then how, did, how and why it got started. Thank you. Well, it's called The Jill Lublin Show. Okay, I probably exactly. could do something more interesting, but that's part of name recognition, you sure. know, and being a publicity person, I understand the power of podcasting, and that's really how it got started was to continue publicity. And I think every person having a podcast is a wonderful thing. You get name recognition, credibility, and visibility. You get to have guests, which is super great. You get to be a guest, which is super wonderful. Um, so I, I think it's really a good thing for creating more visibility and credibility in the marketplace. And that's really, for me, the biggest reason why. So when did you start your show and, and how did it get started? Like was it audio, video, and how has it grown? It's always been both. I'm a yeah. big believer in both because I think now you can multi-purpose it in all kinds of ways. Um, it's always been very short because uh, I'm just a big believer, you know, working in media for so many years. I'm, I'm really one of these let's make it short and keep it focused kind of people. Right. Um, and, and then uh, it's always been with the help and aid of somebody like you. I think it's really important to have support. I don't think I could do it myself, frankly. Um, and I just sort of show up with my guests like you're doing. Yeah, and right. We have a great time. How short are your episodes? 15 minutes. 15 minutes. All right. You get a lot done in 15 minutes. So that's excellent. I do. 
I so do. we're going to go into a lot more detail in terms of how you structure your show, how it's grown, why and when, and all that stuff. Uh, but let's uh, turn to Christoph. What was the segue and what was the prompt uh, for you to start your show? And tell us, of course, the name. I think it was COVID. Yeah. Honestly, you know, uh, it's called Better Life, Better Business. That's kind of like my motto anyway for my coaching and everything I do. Right. Um, because the two, in my opinion, are completely intertwined. So and then my coach said, hey, you should have a podcast. You know, so I started out on just audio with, on yeah. Anchor, you know, and uh, Zencaster. And then sure. um, colleagues said, well, you should be on YouTube. <laughs> there are some smart colleagues. Yeah, it's good that you know you like well, really, uh, can judge yourself from the five people you uh, spend the most time with. It sounds like you're spending good time. So, but and I'm gonna I'm gonna peel back the onion layer and turn back time a little bit. That first colleague, or I think you mentioned it was your coach. Um, why did she or why did he say that you should have a podcast? Like, what was that meaning? Sometimes that could be like a backhanded insult or a backhanded compliment. So what, why did they say uh, you should have a podcast? I think a couple of things. It's you know, like, like Chill was saying, establishing your expertise in a field, sure. then also being able to help more people. You know, one-on-one or in group coaching, I can help an, a limited number of people. Um, with, a, with a podcast or a vodcast, there's no limit, you know. Sure. And, and that's exactly the same reason why I, I wrote a book. You know, I mean, yeah. this is, again, I can reach more people. And if they listen to some of these episodes, and I'm with you, Jill, I've tried to limit them to 20 minutes, and sometimes I go over. But uh, for the same reason, people's attention span is short. Sure. Um, and with the book, again, if, if there is more ways that people can learn some of the things that I teach my clients. And if that helps them, and if that makes a difference in their business and their lives, then I've won. You yeah. Know? So to me, it's all about serving the clients, helping them with tips and tricks. And, and if they can do it on their own, fantastic. If not, obviously, I'm here to help. Yeah. And, and do you do all the production yourself? It sounds like Jill has a team similar to how Video Socials run podcasts for others. Do you have a, like a management running team for your show or, or are you doing a lot of the parts yourself? Well, it's not so much a managing team. I, I submit my recordings to, you know. Assistant. Yeah, to assist. Well, he's sure. a videographer, you know, okay, so he is the sponsor of my broadcast, and, uh, so, and so he gets to include his, you know, part in Information. the broadcast. Sure. In so, kind is what I'm assuming. Sure. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, so that's a great relationship, right? So that's excellent. So I'm going to start with this question with you, Christoph, and then we'll go to jail. Talk to us about the structure of your show. Both of you are making me feel guilty for having a 30-minute show, so 15 and, and uh, 10, 15 minutes. You guys get a lot more done uh, more efficiently than I do, apparently. Uh, so that aside, that, that's that itself. For those bu- too busy for my show, definitely listen to their episodes. Uh, but uh, talk to us about the format of each episode. Do you tend to find you know, that you have you know, the same type of questions, or do you allow the guests to kind of uh, formulate the questions for you? How do you craft and construct to know that you're going to stay within that around 15 minute mark how do you do that i think a little bit of both. Okay. i mean i do have set questions that i sent them and to the to the guest and say you know these are some of the questions i might be asking you sure but you know what i've learned from the time i was trained as a coach you got yeah. a losing script all right <laughs> so otherwise it's it, it's 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 not natural, you know, if I'm attached to a script and adhere to it, like it's, you know, I have to, then 
it, it's, it's it, I don't want to have it flow naturally, you know, and so, and that helps. And sometimes even when I just didn't have a guest, when it was to me, my host would ask some questions and I would answer the question. So it's a back and forth instead of me just yapping, you know, sure. it, the back and forth is more interactive and, and the, the change of, of, you know, there's two people on the screen. It's just instead of just me talking. You know, yeah, um, and so a little bit of both because I think the guests should have an idea of what questions I might be asking, you know, so that they're not completely blindsided. <laughs> right, right. And, and it, you mentioned kind of ditching the script, so to speak, and we talk a lot about that uh, video socials for video blogging. Some people feel when they're creating even a two to three minute short video that every every word needs to be written out. I tend to say, all right, go ahead and write it out first of all because you know, get it out of the system. Uh, and, and now ditch the script uh, and have two or three bullet points as a framework is helpful. Most of us can't just create a, 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 a well-crafted two to three minute video completely extemporaneously. I think a framework helps us uh, avoid rambling and also touching on a few points that we really do want to make. Uh, but to your point, Chris, off that when we have the script, not only do we feel less natural, for anyone who has ever used a teleprompter uh, will immediately start having a great respect for those elected officials and others who are forced to have a teleprompter for a variety of political reasons, that it's a it's a craft unto itself. Acting with a script um, takes a, a lot of effort, which is for some reason why they get paid a little bit of more money than I do, because it, it's, a, it's a different profession and most of us aren't trained in that world. And so ditch the script, have a framework, um, but at the same time, you're able to uh, give yourself uh, uh, enough of a wiggle room. The other aspect is that for most of us, when we're reading, not only do we sound robotic, but I'm sure you've had the same experience, Christoph. If you end up inevitably flubbing up a word, missing a word, missing a sentence, now you're completely thrown off. Yet the audience has no idea that you forgot a word or you flubbed up or missed a sentence. But you do. So you're immediately self-conscious. It throws the whole thing out the window. Uh, and it becomes ridiculous. And then you're having to uh, talk off the seat of your pants and, uh, you know, off, off the cuff when you should probably should have been practicing that in the, in the first place. So it's a great point uh, to talk about how you format the show to keep it free flowing. Jill, what about you? Hopefully you're not saying it's completely scripted. That'll be really awful for me. <laughs> how do you structure your 15 minute shot in the arm? So it's... Uh... Definitely not scripted. Um, what I do like to do is ask the guests, what are the top three questions you want to be asked? All right, great. So I can have them look good because sure. I want my guests to look great and shine. Sure. And uh, I also ask them, of course, for their bios. So I have an idea. And then, frankly, I go with what feels right in the moment, what maybe is the next question that seems to me appropriate. Um, and usually I cover all three. Um, sure. But I definitely am not scripted. Yeah. So that's that's great. And are there actual um, do you find a rep repetitive structure helps? Like do you have a framework to each episode where, you know, you kind of begin with something or do you completely keep it conversational to the client? Um, to the I, mean, I flow in with an intro like you do yeah. I yeah, yeah. to the show and then we just flow. We cool. typically flow. The other topic that I very often do like to bring out is. Your podcast, both of your podcasts are, are interview oriented, right? It sounds like where you're bringing on guests, which basically means your your show is not only helping those watching and listening, but it also potentially can help guests themselves. 
to essentially promote themselves, their business, but there are a variety of other benefits in addition to just them promote, getting promoted. You're creating content for them, sharing it, and, and there's a variety of other benefits because of that. Have you seen any or heard any anecdotes, and if you're able to share even better, of specific uh, examples of where a guest has directly benefited from being on your show, Jill? Uh, have you heard that from any of your guests yet? Yes. Okay. Uh, that has happened. And my show, I've, I've been very helpful in helping promote certain causes, if, sure. let's say nonprofits that I have a heart for. Um, yes. So, I, so yes, that is direct benefit. Absolutely. But I, I know that what you say is true around uh, being on podcasts and being guests create opportunity, period, to, uh, you know, to create business and create visibility and, and get relationships deepened and happening, I, I think it's a very profound uh, and important part of marketing strategy. Sometimes it happens naturally and sometimes it's kind of the purpose of the show. When you bring on guests, have any of them turned into clients? Yes. Yeah? How yeah. did that happen? Like, What was your follow-up process? I'm assuming you're not pitching them on the show because that, that tends to not no. no, but uh, I... I mean, then again, you may have, uh, you know... A, Christoph, for example, might have a very elegant way of doing it, so I don't want to say it can't be done. <laughs> uh, but, but I'm going to ask the same thing to you, Christoph, likewise, in terms of how it's helped guests and uh, has any of them converted into guests. In your case, Jill, if you're able to give an example, if you're able to name names, it's not necessary. What was that process like? What was a follow-up like where it's... Well, yeah, particularly, um, particularly because they know I do a publicity breakthrough bootcamp, for example, sure. I've had many people sign up for that uh, as a result of being on the show, just because they're so, like, so they, yeah, they come on the show as a guest, they get to know about the bootcamp, obviously. And, and they go, all right, let me sign up for this. Yeah. Yeah. And, cool. You know, uh, it's just something that's like, Oh, I guess I should, I, okay. I should learn how to do this publicity thing. So yeah. it is more natural. Yes. Cool. Christoph, what about you? Do you have examples, even before converting into clients, do you have examples of how guests have benefited from being on your show? I haven't. No, I have No, people haven't mentioned that to me. So, okay. Now, and you started it within the past two years, it sounds like, right? Since COVID. So yeah. when, when did you start your show? Uh, well, first was, as I said, it was audio only. Okay, yeah. Know, and, and then that part, most of, a lot of episodes was just me trying to get some, you know, 15-minute segments on a particular topic that most sure. of my clients were struggling with. And then the guest part came later on. Yeah. You know, so, and I have, you know, because I was uh, busy with several other projects, including the book, I haven't really pursued the guest part uh, for quite some time now, but I think this listening to you and Jill and and talking, you know, there's some ideas that are popping up right now, and it's it's like it's it's actually fantastic to listen oh, to both of you, and so for me to kind of say, okay, you know, maybe I need to get back into it uh, because it's been put on the back burner. I would say so. You know, some of our clients, you know, who run, you know, we, we have two aspects, right? There's a video blogging club of video social that I talk a lot about on the podcast. I don't talk as much on this show, though the commercial break will talk about it. Our VIP service, which is a wonderful acronym, stands for Video Interview Podcast, where we run the show, much like how Jill has a team. Um, and, and so from that aspect, some of our clients do solo shows, solo episodes, I, I want to say. We tend to not, we shy away from solo shows entirely where someone wants to only be the only speaker. I tend to usher them into kind of thought leadership video blogging world where they can be a talking head. 
the opportunity here for us to banter and to get to know one another um, is kind of like the next level where we're able to develop relationships with potential clients and referral relationships. So absolutely, Christoph, I think you have, you're sitting on that gold mine where it's a platform and an opportunity for you to bring on guests. It can be a little time consuming to, to bring, to schedule them and to prep, et cetera. But, you know, with that kind of assistance that you already have, Christoph, you could probably get it done relatively easily. We'll chat about that. What about people from audience? Uh, have, has anyone ever reached out to you? And I know you're relatively new with, with having the show. Has that happened yet where someone from the woodwork of your uh, audience, has they have they shared any examples of how they have benefited even from your own clientele? Have they benefited from listening and then watching your show, Christoph? Uh, if they have, they haven't told me. They haven't told you yet. Okay, so that, that's something to work on. All right, so that's something to definitely chat about because what we found is that there are a variety of reasons of kind of knowing your why, of why you're doing the podcast. And when we work with clients, um, it, it reminds me at the end of Wheel of Fortune, uh, Wheel of Fortune, Pat Sajak, uh, and, and the producers, they ended up seeing a pattern that everyone would pick the same letters for like the final wheel round, if, if you're familiar with how Wheel of Fortune, the game show works, where at the final round, you have to kind of name the letters that are going to be hopefully in that phrase, right? And everyone would always pick the same letters, R, S, T, L, N, and then the vowel E. Those are the most popular letters. So why would you pick any other letters other than R, S, T, L, N, E? And so they finally got sick and tired of every contestant picking the same because why would you pick any others? So now they give those letters. They say, all right, we're just going to give you R, S, T, L, N, E. Now you pick three other consonants and one other vowel just to change it up. So likewise with my clients, I know if I ask, hey, why do you want to start your own podcast? Of course, every one of them was like, well, to get new clients. All right, fair. And, and that kind of got ad nauseum. So I said, all right, beyond clients, is there a bigger or different, I wouldn't want to say bigger, why? Because it's Money in pocket is a very good reason. Uh, but is there a different or uh, other reason of why you would want to have your own podcast? And very often, it's around educating their clients or growing themselves in their own thought leadership and their own personal brand. It's around inspiring others for a change. It can be very much promoting their referral relationships. And maybe there's some quid pro quo they're hoping for. But in Jill's case, it very often is the causes and missions that they believe in that you know, they may benefit psychically from, but not necessarily economically, the way Jill, for example, is able to use her platform to benefit the uh, other uh, causes that she believes in. So there's a variety of benefit that not only that we can gain that's money in our pocket, but visibility is one aspect, impact is another aspect, and of course, profitability becomes uh, the kind of the ultimate driving force because we find that, look, unless there's an ROI, very often these kinds of projects fizzle away. That also is VIP, visibility, impact, and profit. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, I'd love to hear from you, Jill and Christoph, a couple of things. One, I think, Jill, you have a call to action. You have a freebie. I'd love for you to share it uh, with our audience and, and let's say who uh, can take advantage of your freebie. And Christoph, you may have some type of a call to action that people can take advantage of that I'd love to hear it. And I'd love to hear, I'm a podcast junkie. I listen and watch podcasts all the time. I'd love to hear from each of you if you have any favorite shows and favorite hosts that you can shine the spotlight on. Let's take a quick commercial break and then we'll wrap it up with Jill and Christoph. Do you want your own podcast like this one? My team will do all the grunt work for you. Just show up, smile, and enjoy talking to your potential clients and referral relationships. Go to videosocials.net slash govip to watch our nine minute webinar for all the details. Are you a busy lawyer, coach, consultant like me? 
You should have a podcast done for you to get you more clients, impress your colleagues, and it becomes your perpetual referrals flywheel. We find you the right guests. We schedule your guests, handle all the podcast tech, get you into Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and more done for you. Go to videosocials.net slash go VIP to watch our nine minute webinar for all the details. Now back to the show. And we're back with Jill Lublin and Christoph Nauer. Christoph, I'm going to start with you. Uh, how can people reach you? How can people watch your show? Is there any kind of call to action or giveaway that you tend to talk about either on your show or your website? Yeah, the uh, best place to go is my website, balance6.biz, balance, the word balance, the number 6.biz. And there, you know, they can access my podcast i have a blog a whole bunch of blog posts there if they want they can also download a free report called five secrets for putting your business growth on autopilot they can also schedule an appointment with me if they like to um yes that website is really the place to go and learn more and uh, packed full of great helpful tips and tools for business owners so balance six numeral six the symbol numeral six uh, dot biz dot biz uh, hopefully people can get that free report, get their business on autopilot, which uh, is what we all want to, to spend more time on the golf course or, and or the beach. So that's awesome, Christoph. Thank you so much. And before we get to Jill, where can people watch your show? Is it on YouTube? Can they listen to it on everything? Uh, yes, it is on YouTube. It is on YouTube, yes. And, and, is it all, and the audio version is on all the podcast platforms? No, it's not. It's basically oh, on okay. YouTube. and you so know, It's a YouTube show. It is a video show. So it's a YouTube show as opposed to uh, a traditional right. audio. But, you know, the, I mean, it's basically just two, two talking heads. So if they yeah, if, I get it. if they can't watch it, they can still listen to it. They can, yeah, they, sure. And, and nowadays, everybody has one of those things. You know, you can actually just play it right there and, and put in your headphones. Yeah, and, and yeah it's, it's, it's my new American Express. I don't leave home without it. So absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, and my visa because it can take me everywhere or whatever their their slogan is. I accept it. Uh, nevertheless, uh, Jill, uh, same kind of thing. I'd love for people to hear uh, how they can uh, reach you, your website, um, any calls to action, freebies that I think you have as giveaways. Fantastic. So check out publicitycrashcourse.com/slash/freegift where I put together an action guide, chock full of tips for publicity and getting your name out there. And then it's a one-two free gift because I'm also inviting you to my free publicity masterclass. It's live with me. Ask, answer, and you know, ask all the questions that you have. And I just want to let you all know that I have a continuous, fun, interactive live challenge also coming up. And you go to jilllublin.com slash challenge for that. So jilllublin.com, J-L-J-I-L-L, Lublin, L-U-B-L-I-N.com. Obviously, it'll be in our show notes. Um, and the, the the free stuff is in terms of the challenge and the events. Are they recurring or right now is July 2022? So like in terms of like, uh, I know you said that the masterclass is with you live, so it's not an automated webinar or anything. Uh, how often do you tend to do them? They're um, on the front end, and the challenge is in uh, September, and then we'll be updated for the next one. Okay, great. So September 2022, and I'm sure you'll do another one. So publicitycrashcourse.com slash free gift is the place to go. We can get to know you and, of course, learn how we can utilize publicity even better. Um, your show, is it, where can we catch it? YouTube, podcast platforms, where can we catch it? 
Um, he always sends me my because uh, he sees it on Facebook. We'll post it. Uh, yeah. and he always sends it back to me, which I love. But you can find it on uh, on all of the platforms. And uh, yes, yes, okay. you should be able to find it on all the platforms. Okay, good. Yeah, most people that's the answer. So it's I feel like uh, I, I do a whole RSTLNE with my guests, where it's like, all right, it's on all the platforms. You can probably find it pretty easily. But most importantly, to, to go to publicitycrashcourse.com/slash/free-gift. Uh, that I, I like people getting free stuff. Um, and then uh, I'm going to ask yourself the same question, but for you first, Jill, uh, do you listen to and watch a lot of podcasts like I do? My answer is not as many as you do, <laughs> but I do I do listen to them, and uh, and I have a few faves. And uh, would you like to know who my favorite is? So before we even get to the favorite, so do you listen to a lot of like marketing and publicity podcasts, or like on your spare time, like do you listen to other topics? And it's okay, like you know, like some people like uh, I uh, like I'll give my answer. So. I'm a history buff. I'm a language nerd. So I, I listen to that. But I listen to, you know, how I built this on NPR. Like I listen to the, the basic business stuff like, like most of us probably do. No, I listen, uh, I listen to a memory expert. I, I do all subjects. I like yeah. learning. I like yeah. learning. I'm a big reader too. Um, so I'm, I'm more of a learner type and I will listen unless there's just something that just goes, oh, that sounds interesting. Like when uh, Barack Obama was talking with, um, who's the rocker? Bruce Springsteen. I thought okay. that's Sure, sure. So those are fun. All right, good. And then do you have a favorite uh, show? And a, is there a favorite host that you know relatively well that maybe could be a future guest? Yeah, my favorite host is Sam Leibowitz. All right, Sam. And I've been blessed to be a guest on his show about consciousness. And sure. uh, he's just terrific. Sam is great. Sam has been a guest at our uh, show no, uh, show host networking events. Uh, he's kind enough to talk about our, our podcast management services with his clients. There's definitely overlap. Uh, he does wonderful work and there's a little bit of overlap uh, with what we do and what he does. Uh, but he's a great colleague uh, and a friend that I've known for many, many years here in the uh, Long Island and business, uh, Long Island, New York City business area. What's that? I said it's a wonderful I love that. Yeah, exactly. You didn't know that I know Sam, but I know Sam really well um, for, for many, many years. So thank you for putting a spotlight on him. Christoph, what about you? Or do you watch and listen to a lot of shows, a lot of podcasts? I probably will start doing that more after talking with both of you, <laughs> right. you know, because okay. I'm, I'm more of a reader um, than, a, than a, a podcast listener. But that's just more my cup of tea. Um, but, you know, I think... You know, you know they, they still say they still say readers are leaders. Um, they don't really say podcasts uh, viewers and listeners are, are leaders. I, I have to create a different cliche for that. Um, well, but, so nothing <laughs> wrong with that. It's, it's even better to, to have that good habit. Um, but yeah, are, is, do you have a favorite show, or do you know a show host that you'd like to shine a spotlight, shine a spotlight on? I think you know there's a there's a website called eventraptors.com and, and sure. I, I've not I don't know if you're familiar with them. I do actually. Yeah, I met her through one of the JV networking things that I did. Yeah, go on. Okay. Go on. Yeah, and so they have there's a slew of incredible uh, sure. people there, uh, speakers and hosts that that do events. You know, I think sure. I I highly recommend you go check those out and that's an easy sure. way to find guests and uh and that's how i found um becky you know i think i yeah. i mentioned her and if you want i can I, i'll send her you her contact information oh, uh, i oh, was just you. uh on her show uh yesterday and uh so 
you know, it's and when when you were talking about who, then Event Raptor came to mind because that's how I found her. You know, and sure. I'm listening. To, uh, I'm listing myself on Event Rap. You can create an, your own profile on there if you like. And, and it sounds like you you were on Becky's show yesterday, so uh, that's excellent. What was it? Do you remember the name of the show that you were on yesterday? Uh, let me bring that. It's uh, all right. We're gonna, well, we're gonna a quick outlook search right now. Yeah, she's about um, passion. You know, lifestyle now. Um, that's what all right. So if, it, if we put passion, lifestyle now, and Becky into any kind of podcast search engine, including the Google search engine, I'm sure we'll find it. You might, but I, I'll be happy to uh, put that information. I, well, I appreciate it. Yeah, the, the personal introduction is wonderful, but for our viewers and listeners, uh, it'll be great for you to listen to Chris, a little bit more of Christoph as well as to watch his show on YouTube. Likewise, you can catch Jill just about everywhere from YouTube, etc. Only makes sense considering the publicity work that she does. Jill, thank you so much uh, for uh, coming on and taking the time. I think you're actually running off to be on a summit or a conference. I think you're presenting somewhere. Yes, I'm actually speaking. I do a lot of speaking on, on guerrilla publicity and sure, makes sense. fun things. <laughs> so you're literally about to do that now. So uh, hopefully uh, you can uh, take some break from talking incessantly. But good luck with that. I'm sure you'll do great naturally. And thank you, Christoph, for taking the time likewise to uh, be on Why We Podcast. Uh, every Just about every Friday at 1 o'clock Eastern, we stream live on LinkedIn and Facebook and YouTube. You can catch prior episodes on YouTube and RSTLNE, like all the others, uh, you can catch us on just about every other podcast platform as well. You can get to know Video Socials, the business community at videosocials.net for your video blogging. Uh, together, fun, and done. If you've ever thought about hosting your own podcast, we'd love to chat where we can basically make it easy for you just to show up at Showtime. You can learn more at videosocials.vip. Again, my name is Vikram Rajan. I'm looking forward to getting to know you soon, and thank you so much for watching.